Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello, fellow readers, and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Delia. I'm Heather. I'm Sarah. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, stick around. This episode of Three Reads will be discussing Ready Player One by Ernest, Ernest Klein. Oh, I was so close. I almost had it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. If you want to read along, we post the book and the book bite of the month on our Instagram and our Twitter at three, the number three reads in a pod. Without further ado, it's time to turn the page. Heather's got a sneeze. It's oh, supposed to be so in the close. background. It was so <laughs> close. It was almost there. And then, and then it disappeared then on you. It went away. Oh, How sad. sad. I'm sure I'll have to pause right in the middle of reading this to sneeze. It's fine. Okay. Uh, readers, you are aware ahead of time. Yes. So let's hop right in to Ready Player One that I am just so prepared to talk about because I really, really love this book way more than the movie. Not that the movie's bad. The movie's actually really good. But, I don't um, like the movie. I like the book. The book is a banger. The book is a total banger. Um, so let's talk about Ernest Klein. Uh, born March 29th, 1972. Um, uh, he- pause real quick. That's my dad's birthday and my mom's birth year. So that's my mom's birth year and birth month. <laughs> Whoa, very interesting. Okay, sorry, I just had to share that with everybody. Ernest Klein, uh, March 29th, 1972. Nah, I have nothing to say about that. Sorry, but well, your two best friends have uh, parents that were born in that month. There you go. That's what you have to say about it. <laughs> and two and parents that are born in that year. Good job, parents. Wow, how very interesting. We danced all around his birthday. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, So he's an American science fiction novelist, slam poet, and screenwriter. Wrote the novels Ready Player One, Armada, and Ready Player Two. And then they have a film adaptation for Ready Player One, and the rights have been sold to the other books. They just haven't made movies yet. Fun facts on that. Uh, Klein was born and raised in Ashland, Ohio. Oh, P.S. This is all from Wikipedia because I'm lazy. And Wikipedia does the work for you. It's what it's there for. We're not writing a dissertation. Not today. Maybe maybe tomorrow. Um, he was addicted to video games and movies, uh, especially Star Wars, John Hughes movies, the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons, and so much more, all of which is featured in the book. <laughs> he actually won some uh, Austin Poetry Slam championships in 1998 and 2001, so he's a really good slam poet. Um, I've already listed the three books and... The fact that their rights have been sold. So that's pretty much it. He's a novelist. He's a nerd. We love him. With all that said. And he's still alive, right? Yes. Yes, he is alive. So now we're going to go over to sparknotes.com because that's where I would like to read this plot. It's missing a couple key things, so I'll add in what I like. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does a good job, nice and condensed, and gets the point. I love Sparknotes. I like their Twitter. It's my favorite thing. It's the funniest shit. I, I send you stuff from it all the fucking time, though. I guess I just didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I just read it. And I'm like, nice. But yeah. They, they're Whoever th- takes care of that is excellent. All right. Shout out to Sparknotes Twitter. We love that. Okay. 
So in the year 2045, climate change, war, and poverty have ruined most of Earth's societies. People find escape and relief in the Oasis, a multiplayer online game with thousands of different locations, including games, online shopping, thriving school system, everything, people's entire lives. And this is me talking, not Spartan I'm going to add my own business on it. Uh, people live their entire lives on this game because real life is basically trash. Most people in the world have Oasis accounts. There are no recurring fees and it offers escape from the real world. The creator of Oasis is James Halliday. He's left a contest that will transfer the ownership of the Oasis and its parent company to whomever finds the Easter egg. Since the company is worth billions of dollars, many users have been trying to figure out the clues that lead to Halliday's Easter eggs for years. In level one, which is the first part of the book, Wade Watts describes his adventures trying to win Halliday's contest. He is a high school student who lives in a trailer park in Oklahoma City. Since he lives in poverty and has poor social skills, he, decide, he dedicates his life to being a gunter or egg hunter. Since the contest was announced, no one has made any meaningful progress. Gunters are Oasis users who have not given up on finding Halliday's Easter egg. Wade's online avatar, Parzival, and Wade's friend, H, spend all of their time looking for clues. Wade eventually figures out the location of the copper key, which is the first step in finding Halliday's egg. Wade also meets a fellow gunter named Artemis. Even though she has this competition, he has a crush on her because he reads her blog and like feels like he knows her and they have all this stuff in common. And he um, watches her video feed. Yeah, watches her video feed, like... He's really into her. I also want to say, so this uh, summary does not include what the challenges are. So the first challenge we realize is on the planet where high school is, where the high school is, Ludus. And Wade Watts is sitting in class. He puts all the clues together, realizes that it is actually a Dungeons and Dragons obscure like companion. I can't think of the word. The manuals that they have that you can buy that are extra adventurous. And mm -hmm. finds it on this planet, and he has to defeat the main boss in a game of Joust, which I don't know if you guys have ever played Joust. It's really hard. It's, like, goofy. I love it. No. I don't play video games. <laughs> this one's, like, oh, look. I, I, I play that at Barcades. Yeah. I play this one at Barcades. It's one of my faves. And nobody likes it. Like, no one's ever on Joust. I always get to play Joust. You're like, yes, <laughs> no one likes it, so I get to play it all the time. Yes. There are a lot of, real quick, there are a lot of the games in here that, like, I'd heard of, obviously, enjoyed, mm -hmm. but Joust was one I thought, they're making this up, and I had to go look it up, and I had to go watch <laughs> people play. I'm like, there's no, the ostriches, I'm like, storks, I'm like, what are they talking about? And then I get on there, and I'm like, it's a real thing. <laughs> and it's just like Flappy Bird. You know how that was, the controls were so goofy on that game? Like, that's how this yeah. game feels, but there's people flying at you with, joust sticks oh my you're god trying to, you're trying to survive on your freaking ostrich or whether you're the ostrich or the stork i can't recall but hardcore flappy bird remember it's, that. it's like hardcore flappy bird <laughs> so um wayne soon, wade soon passes through the first gate upon doing so his avatar becomes instantly famous across the oasis artemis h and two other gunters daito and choto soon clear the first gate as well Wade is contacted by the Sixers, which are members of the corporation IOI, who regularly employ unfair tactics to win Halliday's contest. They're a big corporation. They want this other corporation for themselves so that they can take over the world and be a bunch of douches. 
They want to charge people so that it can be more elite to be in the Oasis. Yes, because the Oasis, I think you pay like a one-time fee of 50 cents or something. Yeah, like a dollar or something. Yeah, something insane and you never have to pay anything ever again. Because they want this to be accessible to all people. James Halliday was not in this for the money. He was in this because it was something he loved. Oh, I don't remember if this plot talks about how much they love Dungeons and Dragons and world building and all of that. But this this book is the reason I play Dungeons and Dragons, for the record. Okay. So, Wade is contacted by the Sixers, who are IOI, regularly employed on fire tactics. Okay. So, Wade speaks to the leader of the Sixers, Nolan Sorrento. Sorrento threatens to kill Wade in the real world. Wade does not cooperate. And the trailer where Wade's family lives is destroyed in a large explosion. Uh, Wade just happened to not be in there. He didn't stay there very often. He sneaked out often. So they did not realize he wasn't in there. So he warns his friends and he creates a fake identity and leaves Oklahoma Fit City. In level two, Wade has difficulty, which is the second part of the book. Wade has difficulty figuring out how to get the Jade Key, the next item in his quest. He spends more time with Artemis and eventually professes his love for her. She breaks up with him. She's like, hey, you don't even know me, homie. We just know each other on the Oasis, and that is not real life. His friends clear the Jade Key because he's in, like, a deep depression, and as do the Sixers, and eventually H gives him a hint because he had given him a hint uh, in the first part. So Wade acquires the Jade Key, but the Sixers have already cleared the second gate and have acquired the Crystal Key. Shoto contacts him and tells him that the Sixers broke into Daito's real-world apartment and killed him. Wade eventually figures out the clues to clear the second gate and then acquires the crystal key. And then the second... Oh, the gates! And so you have to get the key, then you have to clear the gates. The first gate was what they call a sink flick, where you play as the main character in a film... And you have to know all the lines to the movie, which is really, really fun and really, really cool. And it actually became popular separately once he clears the gate. The fur, Then he goes for doo, 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 the Jade Key, which was inside of this really obscure video game that I had never heard of, where you're going inside of a house and collecting trophies. It was one of the first, like, texting games. Right? Yes. Is that what he was yes. saying? Yeah. Yes. And then they unlock... The Jade Gate, which is, I have already forgotten to pull it up. Was it the Black Tiger? Black? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And so he was the main character in this video game, which was actually Ernest Klein's favorite video game of all time. Little uh-huh. fun fact there. He then gets this super powerful robot for doing that, which is a lot of fun. And he moves to the Crystal Key. And the Crystal Key, I see I had this pulled up at one point and then I lost it. It's on it. his... I, the crystal key is on James Halliday's, like, nobody could get into it, his fortress where he had built in o- the Oasis, right? Was that the crystal gate, though? No, the, the key was gate. on yeah, – so the, the key, key was, was on a planet that was named after Rush, like, one of the Rush albums. Oh, and he yeah, had to yeah, play yeah. a guitar, and it gave him a hint, and he took the key, and they could not get into Anorak's fortress. That is where the crystal yes. gate is. Yeah. And Anorak being the D&D character that James Halliday had created and used all those years ago. And it was also his Oasis avatar. So then they have this epic battle against the Sixers. You know, people are... And when you die in this game, you lose everything and you start at level one. So people all come together. Gunters from all over the world fly in in this ultra dramatic, super intense fight to the death 
and it's amazing and it's so good and it feels every part of my little action-loving nerdy heart. And finally, someone detonates a bomb, this huge bomb that kills everyone on the planet. It is like end of the world. All the avatars die. And you're like, oh no, Wade Watts, you have come so far. But nay, he did not die. Why? Because he found the pizza parlor that James Halliday grew up playing in, in this obscure, not obscure, it is actually, I guess, the middle of the planet arcade. Arcade being a planet where everyone coded in their arcades from when they were kids. So you could go to all these different arcades and relive your childhood or relive someone else's childhood. It was an obscure arcade that he had gone to, though. Because there were multiple, weren't there multiple of the same arcade that James used to play in? I suppose so. Like, people, anyone that's a gunter probably knew. Because he went in and it was like fucking dead. There was nobody in that arcade. No one was in there. He sees this out of order Pac-Man game that has a quarter on top. He plays a perfect game, takes him hours to do it, and he receives a quarter in his inventory. It has no description it's simply just a quarter. And what is this? It's exactly what it. you think. He yeah, can't he can't remove it. it from his, yeah, can't remove it from his inventory. He can't sell it. It's just there. And he's like, okay, cool, whatever. I don't know what that is. And what is it, my team? It is a one up, just like if you were playing an arcade game and you slide in that last quarter so that you get an extra credit. That is what happens. So he loses his things, but he is still alive and he is able to uh, get to the, crystal gate yeah because you don't lose the keys either when you die right and they're so somebody can't pick them up the way that you could pick up other arc uh what are they artifacts Artifacts. yeah yes oh man i got really excited and forgot to talk about how he even got past all of that i won't even get into it essentially the sixers had it locked down to where no one could get an anorax castle so wade does the super crazy sleuthing gets captured purposefully by IOI, hacks their system, and basically tears down their defenses from the inside. Yeah, and then they do this big – yeah, it was so good. Then they do this big battle. He survives. He makes it to the Crystal Gate. And you also meet Ogden Morrow. Uh, he actually gets Wade and all of his friends together in real life so that they are safe from IOI. Now – and. Ogden Moreau was James Halliday's partner in business stuff. Yes. Cool. Ogden Moreau was his best friend. They kind of lost touch over the years because they were in love with the same woman, essentially. Um, but in the end, Og was definitely team Halliday. He wanted the spirit of the contest to maintain its integrity. And James Halliday had actually told him about it and was like, keep this on track. Keep this in the right hands. All the good things. Like um, oh gosh, like a monitor of sorts. Yes. He's a moderator. Of- Moder- That's what I was going to try. I was trying to say that. It didn't happen though. Thanks. You are very welcome. Uh, Wade enters the third gate. He solves more of Halliday's puzzles. He reaches Halliday's Easter egg just before the Sixers, Sixers because they are also trying to solve these puzzles. Because when you enter the third gate... Number one, you can't do it by yourself. You have to do it with two others, which I think is really purposeful on James Halliday's part. And number two, it's a series. There's like a sync flick. You have to play Tempest, and then you have to solve a little puzzle in James Halliday's virtual office. So with all of that, 
Wade Watts, Parzival, is the champion of the Easter egg. He's found the Easter egg. He splits his winnings with his best friends. H, who you find out is not an African-American man, which is kind of what everyone thought. It's actually an African-American female who is gay. Or no, no, they didn't think he was African-American. They thought it was, she was. They thought she was a white man, right? Yeah. Because and that was purposeful was- on their part because yes. her mom was like, you will get so much farther in this world if you look like a white man and you act like a white man, which is powerful. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you meet Artemis, who thought she was just so ugly and that he wouldn't love her in real life because she has this large, like, port wine stain on her face. But she's actually a sweet baby angel, and he still loves her, and they get to kiss. Yeah, I was rooting for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the book. It's extensive. Ladies. Yes. Sorry, that was took forever. But initial thoughts, where are we at? I liked it a lot. I did. I I liked it shit tons. Like, I cried. I laughed. I got on Snapchat and was like, anybody who hasn't read this book, you need to read it. I'm not even a gamer. Although, I have a gamer husband, so I can appreciate them because I watch him play games all the time and I'm riveted by them. I just don't have the hand-eye coordination for it. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, straight from the beginning. Like, it was really, it kind of reached in and, like, and grabbed my attention right away. Same. I really enjoyed it. Um, I watched the movie first, and I really liked the movie. I, I liked the, the book, too. I wish... What? I, said, I saw the movie, too, when it first came out. I think we yeah, watched it. Yeah, it was... So I watched that, and I really liked it, and then I thought, okay, well, you know, of course, I'm probably going to like... I figured I was going to like the book anyway, because, like, I like pop references, like, pop culture references, and a lot mm-hmm. of the things from the 80s and whatever. Like, who doesn't? And... um yeah, I really like, there are some things that I would say that I would change to give it, to just give it more of like an overall, to satisfy me, I guess, a little bit more with mm-hmm. the way that things ended. But um, other than that, though, yeah, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. It took me a little bit to read, not because it was boring at all, just because it was like a long, you know, it was kind of a long read. So upfront about that, but it was, it was good. Tons of details he had to get through, which is really immersive and it really puts you in the world. But I agree that right. I listened to it on audiobook at a 1.75 speed so that yeah. Will Wheaton can give me these details quick because, man, there are so many of them. It is a very – it's a – not a heavy read. It's a it's a bit cumbersome. It, cumbersome is a good word for it. I think, too, I don't – I didn't ever listen to it on, like, regular speed. I start had already started it on 1.25 and then kind of left it there. And you can't tell that there's not, for the most part, you really cannot tell that there's a delay in the in the listening. I listened to him at 2.35. Yeah. Okay. Like I literally, I was doing 1.75 and I'm like, this is good. But I can bump it up to two. And then I got to two and I'm like, I can bump it up a little <laughs> bit. Like we're good, Will Wheaton. And you really. He ah, did read it. Yeah. And it's so funny, too, that it's Will Wheaton because then you get that part in the book where it's yeah. talking about Will Wheaton. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like I mean, part they, of some uh, he's council, the political right? party. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's like the one of the people they, they vote in charge of the Oasis. <laughs> I was yeah. like, now I get like, I like that it came full circle like that. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Which I understood because also, Will Wheaton, wasn't he famous in, in the, the 80s? 80s, stand by me. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, a bomb job. So then I thought, well, there's a cute little reference to the 80s. Like, you get an 80s actor, and then he comes in, and you guns blazing. Bless his heart, but he, yeah, he reads very slowly, but that's okay. He does a good job. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I also want to say there's tons of Hitchhiker's Guide uh, yes! references. Yes, I was so happy we had read that before this because I don't think I would have appreciated it nearly as much as much because they mentioned Magrathea and Jay- and and Douglas Adams a couple times. The don't yes. panic. They talked about that yeah. being the sticker. The yeah, yeah, and I was like, don't panic. Yeah, I was like, this is good. I was, uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised by that as well. That was really nice. It was cool. So the first time I read this book, I had not read The Hitchhiker's Guide. So reading it the second time was like, oh, what a banger. Like, what a cool reference that I now understand. Yeah. It was neat. I liked, too, that they talked about um, The Heathers. Have you guys watched The Heathers? Yes. I know of it. I've not watched it. It's John Cusack. Your name is Heather. What are you doing? I I take full responsibility. We need a chainsaw up the ass. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One anyway, um, <laughs> she just blew past something that. like that. Anyway, so but I really liked you know they start out and then you mentioned like Winona Ryder and Christian Slater and I'm like this is good and they do have a lot of like obscure references to some things mm-hmm. that obviously I feel like if you're a, even more of a gaming geek you will appreciate. Um, but the D and D that was wonderful. Like I had a good time with that. I had a good time with like the music they mentioned and just. Uh, and the movies, I can't say I knew all of the movies they were talking about because I Me did either. not I know all the John Hughes stuff, you know, like the moment when he's like, he stood outside of Artemis's little base with like the, the boom box over his head. I was like, yeah, oh, that's so good. But yeah. some of it, um, I wish I could have appreciated more, but there were still some things that I was like, I had to look up like joust, the thing I was telling. I was like, that's not real, is it? And then I look it up. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I like that you're like, I had to look up and see if it's real. I was like, oh, that sounds like an interesting game. I'm just like worried about you winning the game, my guy. <laughs> right? I, I, yeah. No, it's and funny. Then, I like the way your brain works. Your brain was like, no, I need to know if this is a real thing. This is everything they mentioned i had to start looking it up and it's like it looked like this and i'm like let's see what that looks like the robots robots. yeah i'm like i want to see and uh like mecha godzilla i was just done at that moment i was like that's godzilla is like one of my favorite things ever Mm -hmm. so that was so cool and i'm like he just sorrento did not deserve that robot but it's fine because we know what happened to him. He gets yeah. his. Doesn't he get like more than that though too? How does his. Because like he. First of all he doesn't get to be the head of the Oasis. But doesn't he get into trouble like legally? For yeah, because for killing like, people. Killing and... like D- Dido. Dido. And they Dido. had like the uh, Dido. The little. And the fact video. that he blew up uh wade's yeah wade's house and killed all those people inside. Because Wade got nice that information while he was in the. While he was yeah, in that's the, all, everything he stole yeah. from, IOI. from the IOI, which was his plan for that. Like, I can't say that the first and third parts of the book were my favorite. The second wasn't as much of, as my favorite, but I understood that he like it was building up the romance between him and Artemis. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he got in the depressive state and then he comes up with the plan like we got you know like they killed dido now you know um so he comes up with that plan and i didn't know where it was going but i was pleasantly surprised by his plan it worked out my dude yeah i was also surprised i was like wait a second hold on sir you're totally chill with like being captured i'm very confused what do you mean there's credit issues i should have known better 
But, and then he's like, oh yeah, I planned that whole thing out. I'm like, you motherfucker, you made it seem like you did not know what was going on the entire time. I'm not happy about this. I don't like being fooled. But (laughs) it's interesting when he goes to leave the place and he's like, oh, your ear's bleeding. And I'm like, yeah. No, he's just like, "Hmm, thanks. Hmm." (laughs) 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 Yup. I don't know why he had to, I don't know. I feel like he could have that's probably my least favorite part it's cool the plan is banging but i was like there had to be another way he didn't have to like get rid of all of his stuff and his apartment and i don't know maybe i'm just too attached to material things. well he kept so he kept all the stuff as far as like logging in with the oasis stuff i honestly think he was playing for for everything at that moment you know like um well, he said he was willing to die for the third key, basically. Yeah, and you have to l- sacrifice certain things in order for... So I can understand why, and also, again, we've talked about this a billion times on this fucking podcast. Teenagers, and, and despite the fact that he's over eight, he's 18, he is still a teen, that, that is a boy, the brain is still developing. And mm-hmm. I bet even in 2040-something or other, whenever, right, or 24, whatever it is. 2045. 2045 where that's not too long from now i don't like that idea at don't all. think about that, <laughs> don't about that. <laughs> moving on moving on moving on um what year was this written in by the way uh 2010 2000s. yeah 2010 lord yeah 2010 cool yeah ernest klein um dude if you have done some prophetic bullshit I will rain fire upon you i'm not sure where you live or how i'm gonna do that but i'll figure it out i'm a smart person i guess <laughs> Well, it's like well, they brought up like Blade Runner and stuff, and I'm thinking oh. about that society, and I'm like, I do not want, you know, or like no. the Matrix, which we will talk about later because I have some things to say. Um, they didn't really get it's it's more of just Sarah's intake on this. It's really cool. Uh, anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, that plan could have been different. Just, yeah, yeah, the future itself, though. It, Obviously, it's not a cool place. Like, they talked about how people had to get on the Oasis just to kind of distract themselves from the real world because mm-hmm. of how shit it people is. People do that now, though. They do. They do. They do that now. And a lot. And it's not healthy. Yeah. Um, and I know that because I have a degree in psychology. Um, so, here. I say, yeah, it's not yeah. healthy. Well, in that, if you're using it for escapism, because you're using it to feel better, but then when you come out, it's the same reason like people, when people drink or use drugs, you start in a low mood and then you do the thing and you feel good for a minute. It's that instant gratification, but then you become sober or you turn off the TV show or you turn off the video game or whatever, and you're back to that low mood again because it didn't fix the problem. It just helped you like hide for a little bit, you know? Yeah, and essentially that's it. I mean, it seems like they're in a recession. Like, it doesn't seem like many people can afford housing, let alone, like, you know. There was, like, schooling. 15 people living in his aunt's house. Exactly. Yes. That's that, that in itself. And then the fact that they're all stacked together, like, mm-hmm. one on top the of stacks. each other. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. I was like, I'd immediately die. Like, mm-hmm. I'd fall out of my front door each morning. I'm sure it's not how it works, but I would do it by yeah. accident. Um, I also it. think... It makes sense, though, that that I don't know that it's completely escapism because people's jobs were on the Oasis. His oh, yeah. school was on the Oasis. So not only was it escapism, but it was also at that point, the world was so fucked. Ingrained with yeah, the Oasis. But, I'd, say, I'd say they yeah. they were enmeshed. Yeah, at the that world point. is essentially the Oasis. Yeah. You know, 
Like, I like you say, can't afford gas? Don't have to. Yeah. Can't afford to drive back and forth to work and go to school? You don't have to. Work from oh. home. Yeah, you work from home. You school from home. You buy clothes online. You do it. You know, you can be, you can be as equal as everyone. And whoever you want to be. And which was really interesting, you know, the fact that like H hid her entire identity, you know, mm-hmm. and we knew nothing about her. She um, was so then, nervous too. I know. Uh, she, she was up. so nervous when she met him. And he's like, I wasn't expecting this. And she's like, a flat, a fat black woman. And he's like, no, I was going to say an African-American uh, female. <laughs> um, but I think it's really cool, though, because, you know, they each had their own thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, Artemis had her, you know, birthmark that she was afraid of. And then I don't really know. Listen, Wade, though, his initials are fucking wow. But he explains <laughs> it. I mean, <laughs> I know it's but and I get that his parents like were really nerdy and named him after like I get it. But it was just such a. I don't know. Like he seemed like the one person. They're all kind of like, oh yeah, you you just look normal. Like you look like maybe what you we were expecting from you. And the he's not as handsome. Thing. He mentions that, and in the beginning of the story, he is overweight. Yeah, and he says that, but then he gets into shape. Right. As, you know, which is maybe what you know if we all need to do is just lock our computers for the day until you know until you burn enough calories. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i thought it was really interesting the fact that you could be who you wanted to be and in this case h who like we mentioned before whose mother was like you'll get more places if you know like you're, a white, you're man. a white man like, and that's crazy that that's even the case in a fucking video game where nobody looks like themselves even if the other person on the other side of the screen could be somebody totally different the fact that she still felt like she had to look like a white man Mm-hmm. in order to get ahead in a video game yeah, absolutely says well, a lot i always yeah. tell adam like there are a lot of people like i like playing video games with adam but there are some people who are just really rude especially to like women like if they know i'm a woman like oh, they yeah. will just be incredibly just awful and just say terrible things and it's like we shouldn't be that way one it's it's a game um you know get the fuck it, over it but then two it's like why why does me being a female have to you know because they're gatekeepers a lot of people are gatekeepers when they're like a nerd about something but they're not like the good kind of nerd there's a difference right so there's the kind of nerd that's like oh you're into this thing too oh you're in the beginning stages i don't want to spoil anything for you but you got a lot of cool stuff coming for you and i can't wait for you to get there and yeah like you know like share things like let's share these things did you notice this maybe pay attention to this thing next time you're like as you go on your journey. And then there's gatekeepers where it's like, oh, you haven't listened to this really obscure album that came out by this band? No, I didn't because I can like one song by that person and still want to like still be a fan of the band. Like get right. out of here with your gatekeeping bullshit. You I'm don't literally hold a thing. Yeah. The, it, yeah. You are, the entitlement is, that's what it is for me. It's the entitlement. Like, I don't mind listening to albums of, of like artists, but very mm-hmm. quickly I realized I don't know other than like, certain bands there there's not like one full album of an artist where i'm like this is just the bomb like you know i like most songs from it but i'm not gonna go die hard over every little thing because you can like what you like like you said you can like one song you can like no song you can Mm -hmm. you know you can like the entire album you can like all their albums and that's great and it doesn't Um, say anything about you that you like one song like so i I talked to somebody. I don't remember who I was talking to. I was talking about Panic at the Disco because I love Panic at the Disco. And I just I just bought – I have a record uh, 
what are they called? Record player? Yeah, I have a record player now, and I bought the Death of a Bachelor album. It's silver, by the way. It's colored vinyl, which is so cool. I got, like, three colored vinyl pieces in the last week, and I'm very happy about it. Started with my wife, Maren Morris. Her album came out in March, and it was, sorry, quick detour real quick from Ready Player One to to records. Um, And it was Bone White is in its limited edition. So I was like, well, fuck, I need to buy this at the Target. And then I found the Panic of the Disco one, and I found a Temptations number one hits. And that one is an awkward, uh, not awkward, aqua colored vinyl. And it is gorgeous. Anyway, so that being said, I don't know where we are going with this. Oh, yeah, Panic of the Disco. So basically, I was talking to somebody, and they're like, well, I don't like any of their new stuff because they went mainstream. And it was sort of like a they sold out. Um I'll disagree with you, and it's fine. We'll we'll just agree to disagree. I still like the music that they make, even if you feel like they sold out or they're not as edgy as they were. I like the music that they make now, and just because I like the new stuff doesn't make me less of a fan, or you know what I mean, right? So, no, that's, I'm the that's same. Well, I probably like more of the old stuff better, but that doesn't mean that it's not good. I like the old stuff too. With. They're allowed it's to grow just, as a band. Yeah, like, exactly. Absolutely. You can't gate them growing. And things are going to change when it's not the same members, too. Like, you're not going to get the same thing. You know, the Killers had, like, two different singers, which, by the way, people didn't know about because they sound almost exactly the same. But I didn't know that. Oh, look <laughs> it killers. up, girl. Look it up. Uh-huh. I love the Killers. Um, anyway, but, yeah. And one thing, though, that I can say that I didn't like about this, um, but it makes you think about is the fact that talking about gatekeeping, I feel like that's what James Halliday did almost. Like he created this world for people to enjoy, but his entire game is rigged around you knowing every little thing about him almost. And what he likes and liking what he likes. And what he, and it's not, it wasn't any, yeah. Like it was just. He can be an egotistical maniac, a brilliant egotistical maniac, but an egotistical maniac nonetheless. One like and it's it's so great but in the end like i remember okay here's one thing i was talking about about the books in the movie so in the movie i'm pretty sure he has this moment with ogden where he like apologizes where they kind of like like it was like the virtual vert like holographic version of him or something mm-hmm. at the end i don't know if that happened or if i'm making that up but there was like a moment it's very different though but in the book he's just kind of like you did it, Wade, and, you know, do good with it. And that's great. And that's great. And I think he gave him good advice where he's like, get outside in the real world because he didn't spend enough time in the real world. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that you should have made this contest where people just obsessed over you for freaking years and years and had to do your biography and, and, you know, figure out all these obscure things about all of these games just to figure out something you know I, I will agree with you and and at the same time disagree and the only reason i say that is because if if okay you know you right you know the things that you grew up with you know the obscure references from these movies that you watched when you were a kid correct right okay you know that about yourself if you're going to do an easter egg hunt where you want it to be difficult and you want the right people to find it you work with what you know correct you work with yourself right now at the same time i agree he could have brought in his fucking horizons and done, done, done it that way he, and i get it that he did it by himself but in a sense it's like he wanted 
a James Halliday to take over for James Halliday. And then he wants to repeat that. And like, and, and Parsifal can do, go ahead, Heather. Sorry. I just want to say, of course he fucking did. And I agree with him on that. Just like Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka sent out these golden tickets to find a child who wouldn't do it someone else's way. He wanted them to continue his legacy. James Halliday, number one, had all these things that he loved, 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 and he always got frustrated when people didn't love, love, love it the way he did. This was his way to find people who did. Uh, number two, this isn't to access the Oasis. Anyone can access the Oasis. They can get as much right. as they want out of it. This is for who's going to take his company. So I do think he needs to be a little more choosy on that. To make right. sure that whoever takes it over is going to have the same morals and same values that he And does. be more, right. yeah. And I can appreciate the morals and the values and definitely wanting someone like you, you know, because like you said, you know, you more than anybody else does. Right. Yeah. I just, yes. yeah. And, but he, you just wish was, it wasn't so. I just wish in a way, like I get it though, because maybe he thought they'd have it done in like a week. Maybe he thought they'd have it done in a month. Maybe he thought, you know. I think like, he knew it was going to be a minute. I think he well, absolutely knew it was going to be a minute. See, and if that was the case, and it's cool though that he's Because like, you have to compound a whole person's life. You cannot learn everything about a person in. Heather, did you go away? Uh, no, I don't think so. What, okay, oh, you your video person. just froze. I just couldn't oh. see you and I was worried about you for a moment. Oh, thank you. Oh, no problem. But yes, and I think that's the only frustration I had. Well, not just that, but the fact that like, I guess him and Ogden didn't really like have their moment. But I understand the reason behind it and that in real life, people have regrets and they don't apologize all the time to people that they've wronged or people that they feel yeah. like they've done anything to. So that's a very realistic thing. That um, and, and along with that is apologies don't necessarily get to be forgiven you know like you don't always get to be forgiven for the apology it's your responsibility to make the apology absolutely but you can't be mad or frustrated or what have you a lot of people I think will make apologies with the intention of getting something out of it but that's not why you apologize you apologize because you know you did something wrong you don't apologize so that person will forgive you or whatever um right, sorry yeah. that's something totally different <laughs> that's yeah, a heavy that's, okay. that's a heavy thing though <laughs> like that's true yeah and you know i think that's just uh one thing that i i just didn't i i really enjoy like 80 stuff and 90 stuff like i was born in the 90s you know i really enjoy all of that mm -hmm. and i understand though them having the time to dedicate their life to this because also at the end of the day they're going to become rich they're going to get this company you know they enjoy video games or they wouldn't be doing it right like sure. they're dedicated to it and I completely understand that. I do think that there's something to be said about how dedicated they were. And then you start to think about, I don't know. like There are people IRL. that would have been really wonderful, I think, to take over that aren't obsessed with video games either. Sure. You know, like right. I would not have ever gotten into that level of, of um, intense obsessiveness, to be completely honest. And not that I, I, I never want to be anybody's boss. I've already talked about that. I don't ever want to have that kind of like pressure on me, but somebody who was similar to me and had ambition and didn't do video games or like didn't obsess over or hyperfixate, which makes you think that James Halliday maybe had a little bit of ADHD. Um, 
So, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate, obviously, like if you look at the book, we look at our characters, I think either Artemis or H or Parsifal or, you know, Shoto or Dido, any of them, Dido, any of them would have been a good choice, you know? Absolutely. Um, I sure. think that they obviously had the morals there intact they made a good little team together i think they, they understood like at the end how you had to have three to open the door like you you know and i think it became a group effort at that point because they're like you know we're not going to work together it's each man on his own but then at the end they come together and i like that and they were helping each other and well i, I think that I, says that was something about holiday's thing too is like if you can't get along with another person and you can't be likable enough in order to form and share the idea that you're not gonna you might not end up getting this I think that's important. Like that final key was like that. It took three different people. It was brilliant, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think there might be a mention in the movie. I'm not sure. I'm going to rewatch the movie. I haven't point. seen the movie since it came out in I know. theaters. I want to I compare now. Um, but did you say you watch it a lot? I do. I do. <laughs> I love it. There's like a part in there. I think it insinuates it a little bit more. Is like you can't. The overall is like you can't do it alone. They all start out alone and then they, you know, they kind of help each other here and there. But in the end, it's like you can't do it all alone. And the fact that he splits everything with them, like that just that does show good. And I think he was the right person to take over Absolutely. at the time. Yeah. Like he was willing to put his life on the line for it. He's obviously a good coder, obviously great with video games and everything. Well, and he wanted it for the right reason. It wasn't yeah. just like, I want it for the money the way that Nolan Sorrento did. He wanted it right. to make sure that it stayed free for people like him. And I think there's something to be said about if you, okay, I feel like this is going to get a little classist and I don't mean it to be, but I kind of do in the best way. Okay. So take it how you want to. But when you come from nothing and you get something, you appreciate it more, right? It's like if you worked harder for something, you appreciate that thing that you worked really hard for, sure. you know? Um, and Nolan doesn't seem to have that sort of, I don't know his backstory because we really didn't get it, but chances are the man was sort of born into money and hasn't had to work very hard for things. He might've had to work up the corporate ladder, but that's still like, you still had things along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he would not have appreciated it. And I think James Halliday knew that though, because he grew up in it. It wasn't an abusive home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and he came from like this itty bitty town in ohio not there's anything wrong with ohio i like ohio um my husband's from there so <laughs> gotta like it for that but <laughs> but i think there's like i said there's something to be said about the fact that he made it the first the first thing was that in an area where you didn't have to pay to get to like the school and then you got yeah. money for completing that task I yeah, think so he wanted someone anyone could do it and literally anybody could do it. But I, yeah, I, I like that. That right. was like how you it was. You didn't have to have a lot of money to be good enough to go and At like least find to that. that first key. Yes. And right. you know, that kind of thing, which Absolutely. was really, really inclusive. I really enjoyed that because Wade had nothing, man. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Can I ask you guys a quick question? So with yes. Sorrento, you know, when Wade's talking to him and then giving him the ultimatums, like, you know, you can work here and you can help us find the key or whatever. And Wade's like, okay, I want your job. I want your job. I want you to be fired. Like, do you think they really would have done that? Do you think? Well, they that, said that they did. Right. And they said, do you, I just, I don't know. Or do you think they still would have tried to kill him? They would have killed him later. They yeah. would have used him to find the key and then they would have killed him. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my opinion. They would back in or something. Like Sorrento. Or they were like, sure, you can have this job. We're going to change the job description before you sign this contract. Something. Yeah. Yeah, something very tricky. Yeah. Especially because Nolan wasn't the head. He had like a board of directors over him. Right. And which is why I'm kind of surprised they let him be the one to kind of go in and do it. But at the same time, not. Well, you you put him in power for a reason. You got to trust him to some point. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, it was it was really interesting, though, that they had an entire company like that's really smart, though. You have an entire company of people who all have different skills in different areas Mm -hmm. and you can use them to your benefit. Like it sucks, um, you know, because obviously they're cheating the game, I guess, and, and morally and ethically. But Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Like I, I liked the um, the Sixers as like the, the antagonizing strife. force. Yeah, yeah. I, like that. I, yeah. I was watching mm-hmm. this um, documentary about like ancient Greece today because I just thought it was interesting, and they I were watch talking about, about Egypt all the time. Sometimes. Oh yeah, but they were talking about the important. Have you seen the one about the tomb that's under underwater? That's part of the. No. Okay, it's on Disney Plus. I'll I'll tell you about it later. It's really cool. Anyway. My mom watches a bunch of stuff about being underwater on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, see, is it during the ocean? <laughs> that's Maybe so. No. But the dream, okay, the, the one about the tomb underwater isn't during the oceans. It's something else. But during the oceans is cook is really good. That's a good one. That may season, be the one she's into. She talks about season it Season one, I think episode two or three, we learn about the, the dinosaur crater where that hit that extinct all the dinosaurs and such. That yes. extinct the all the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, okay. Words are Girl, hard today. Thanks. <laughs> but but that, that episode was really fucking dope. That one was cool. And when they saved those kids from the uh, that cave in Thailand. But anyway. Oh, my God. That one is so good. They have Heather a separate one that's, like, should. separate outside of it. But I liked the Drain the Oceans one. I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Grecian thing, they were talking about the importance of strife and how strife is good and bad so strife that's going to make you guys work harder against each other to like strive for better things so like if your neighbor is getting rich because he is working his land then you go out and you work your land so that you can get rich too either way it goes the land is being worked more abundance is happening and then more people are getting fed which is a good thing mm-hmm. and then there's like the strife of i want to be the leader no i want to be the leader now we're going to war who has a knife so different kinds of strife but i thought that that was really interesting that there is that I mean, obviously, it's in a lot of uh, fantasy films where they've got that or like fantasy science fiction-y genres where they have that this is the antagonist and the protagonist, right? Those those are the words. Right. Right. Well, this reminded me a lot of like Blade Runner came into play. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen Blade Runner. But you got the, okay, well, definitely watch that. Do the things. Um, but then also like Matrix, like mm-hmm. and Sorrento. Okay, one. I'm just gonna give it away. I, so I, I casted Agent Smith as Sorrento just because Hugo Weaving is so good. Yes, yes. I absolutely you know. love him. And it has to be Agent Smith in the first Matrix film, and he is wonderful. Um, but yeah, and that's what it reminded me of so much. Like you've got all of these agents who can essentially be anywhere and be anything and do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Like you said, you see that in a lot of the science fiction like mm-hmm. shows and everything. Like you have sort to have of disposable. Like, big, yeah, like this big conglomerate type like company or whatever. Like I think it's a metaphor for capitalism. Let's no, be honest, no, it totally no, is. It's every day. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, and there are a lot of like social things brought up in this that I was like, mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That, um, I was going to talk about, oh yeah, I also liked that we found out that Ogden Morrow was the little invisible person in there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That was cool. uh, Privileges and use that. Also want to live at his house. Yeah, it sounds good. Because it is Rivendell, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, Rivendell. It was beautiful. The fact he took I was mad. Yeah, he took them all in and he's like, hey, use all my stuff. I'd have been like, yeah, fuck the Oasis. I'm going to go out here and, like, live in Rivendell. (laughs) (laughs) There's something to be said, though, about the fact that he he followed his last – his best friend's last wishes, you know? Yeah. And he knew that his friend would want these, like, upstarts (laughs) to to win the game and take over. And that he was – I think also morally, I think Ogden was like, this is what I can stomach as a person who likes the Oasis. I can't stomach this, like – for the Oasis to be sold out by this capitalist tycoon, like negatory ghostwriter. Well, he and his wife created all of the like preschool games so that people could read and write and be functional in society. Oh. And they did that for yes. free. Like, and it, that's yeah. so sweet. I love that's that what about Wade him and Kara. That. Yeah. Yes. He, yes. He told him that, and he just seemed so sincere. And it it's and he's like that's like the thing that him and his like Ogden said that was what me and my wife like took the most pride in you know was making those games like we were and the very fact proud. that he influenced he influenced Wade in that way yeah and I mean look at that it that just comes precious. right around because Wade yeah his parents died when he was very young right both mm-hmm. of them and it's so his aunt sounds was, awful by the yeah, way yeah I was like glad she got blown up I don't know about the rest of them yeah his <laughs> neighbor, not the old lady the Jeannie neighbor was sad. yeah, was nice. so, yeah. So everybody really else was like geez neighbor but we did not like Auntie and her boyfriend so no, no they were gross don't know about the other people living in each room of that place but but jeez I mean also uh, can we talk about how how the fuck did Nolan know everybody's names and shit. That is, oh well, he I got it, he got it from the school, but that is ridiculous. That that should not be a thing. Like that should be held right. somewhere, like on the cloud or something, not accessible by other humans. Scared for our future. Right. Like if if obviously like virtual reality is um, just progressing. So mm-hmm. in the future, whenever we create a future account. Sarah's not using her real stuff because Sorrento's going to come after me and he's going to blow up my stack. (laughs) Sorrento can suck my stack. He doesn't have to blow it up. Mm -hmm. That's right. Don't suck it. Also, have you guys played the, I will try not to name a brand, uh, virtual reality gaming console? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No. Uh, Is it the one like the movie with the mirror? That one? Fuck it. (laughs) <laughs> put it in the chat put it in the chat if you don't want to name a brand i guess i could have done that yeah. um is it that? that's it that's it yeah. oh, oh that's a really good i movie. just realized yes i just realized what you're i thought you were talking about the gaming console itself no that movie's also a banger like it's a that it's a super good movie i did not know you're right i love it also you can't fight that you cannot fight something when something alters your reality and i think we've talked about this before but when something alters your reality there is Nothing you can do about it. Is that Sarah? Is that the movie with uh, Karen Gillan? That scary movie? Are we talking about something else? It is a scary movie with the sister and brother and the mayor. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think so that's good. her name is Karen Gillan. I know her first name is Karen. Also known as Amy Pond from Doctor Who or, or uh, fuck, she's the blue chick, Nebula. <gasps> yes. I love her so much. She's brilliant. My little redhead, redheaded Scottish lady who I adore. Okay, yeah, that that was sincerely fucked. That that was, God, that movie fucked me up. That's, I think that's one of the last scary movies I've ever seen because I don't do scary movies anymore. Oh, it's a banger. Um, however, it's also the name of this virtual reality console that I purchased for my mother for her birthday, and she loves, love, loves it. It is insane. It is yeah. crazy. Like. To know that here in 2022, this is where we are, I very much believe that in 2045, we can have these scanners that just digitally place the picture perfectly on your retina so that you can live in a virtual world and completely exist. Okay. I believe that AI, I think... um, I'd like to do the movie game. I'm not going to lie. I would love to do the movie game. The sync flicks. Yeah. The sync flicks. I, I could do that. Princess Bride... Any character what put me there. Banger. What a banger. Monty Python was one of them. War yeah, games, which I, mean, I really want to watch. Yes, war games. Like, after this, I've not seen war games. I'm going to have to watch it. They mentioned mm-hmm. it so many times. Mm-hmm. So many times. Um, yeah, I thought that was fun. Some of the games, like, it's it's obviously, like, we talked about things that James Halliday liked. And I thought they would be, I would say, I thought they would be more challenging, but Parcival's a nerd who already knows this stuff. So, like, mm. when he comes in with joust, he's like, got my jousting skills. Like, it's going to take me a second, but I got it. And then when he comes in a Black Tiger, he's like, I knew that this was a reference to the Black Dragon that was in the background picture. Of uh, his you know. Anorak's office yeah. or whatever. And then he's like, I know this movie because it was mentioned in the Almanac, and I've watched it 167 times. Mm-hmm. And, which, that was... Monty Python, he's like, I've watched it 167 times over the last four years. I think that's interesting, though, that, like, sure, he had to learn all that stuff, but some of that stuff he rewatched because he liked it. Liked it, yeah. But he was like, this was a lot of the stuff I think that that he enjoyed playing. Like, him and H played Joust a shit ton. Yes. Because they liked playing it. So, initially, I had issues with this book, so I'm like, how would this person perfectly know everything of course it's a book i don't need to be so worried about that but keep in mind let's say this was real life let's say this was actual real life someone actually solved all these all these puzzles they have a story just like slumdog millionaire when he knows all the answers to all these questions and they're like why would you know that he just happened to Mm -hmm. so if you think of it from a a perspective of that but i bet it's good i'm gonna have to watch it you should it's good honestly i think about it like Sometimes you put shit in your brain, it gets encoded, and it's there, and you forgot that it was there. So I was. You can bring it out, and you're like, I yeah. love this. And I was like, sitting in the car driving to work the other day, and this, I was listening to like this, like I, I just queued it up. It was like a random playlist from uh, Spotify that wasn't one I had put together, and wasn't one of those like daily mixes made just for you. It was like a '90s boy bands or something like that. A song I had never, I hadn't heard in years came on and I knew almost every single word and I was like yeah. what would happen if I had more space in my brain <laughs> why is this in there yeah yeah why is this in there <laughs> so if I and I think about that like I did that with like some random ass song but if you're like actually trying to remember things about a person you know what I mean I can't right. imagine it would be that hard I know that sounds like really dismissive but you know I think with Wade too and James Halliday and everything, like he obviously saw himself in James Halliday, right? Yeah. Like he 
he was from like James Halliday was from kind yes. of like an abusive home mm-hmm. and he was just really interested in the stuff. And obviously, you know, like we talked about it, uh, the, the Oasis is just like this world for them, of course. Mm-hmm. And it is also his escape in a way. And it, yeah. it reminded me I a mean, lot of gamer. Yeah. Gamer. Oh my gosh. Forgot about that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Or, um, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I have a few more things in my brain. Give me just a second. Loading. They're going away. Uh, Loading. you know, the movie, the movie, the movie, and it's called sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh-huh. he is in the game, and it's uh-huh. a Stephen King thing. Uh-huh. And Stephen King wrote it as Bachman, and you guys know what I'm talking about, right? No, totally not. Okay, Arnold. look it up for us. Because I don't know. But yeah. Commando. What? No. Commando. The Running Man. It's oh. a, a dystopian action film. Mm-hmm. And he, um, this is in the year 2019. America is a total, 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 totalitarian state where mm-hmm. the favorite television program is The Running Man, a game show in which prisoners must run to freedom to avoid a brutal death. Isn't there um, a another movie about that? But it's got. Is it Jason Statham where he's and like he's got to drink something? He pees in the truck because his alcohol content so high. And it, that he, is he gamer. Oh, that's, that's gamer. Not. wrong work. Everyone. That's Gerard wrong Butler. Work. I'm pretty sure that's gamer. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I just know like it, it's a it's a really cool dystopian idea. I think for there to be like in the future. You know, like what kind of game shows are we going to have? What kind of like virtual reality are we going to have? What games are going to be popular? You know, mm-hmm. um, that's really interesting. And then I forgot what we were talking about before that. Oh, yeah. So in the movie, the Jade Key, and I'm mm-hmm. not trying to compare in a way that's like, you know, trying to give anything away. But in the movie, um, what happened with the Jade Key? How did they find that? Because it wasn't. It's in the Shining, right? Yes, it's in the Shining. Like, where did they come up with that kind of total, like, one eighty there? Well, isn't the first key? Wait, no. Did they already find the first key when the first movie when the when the movie starts? I know at some point they start driving. It opens a gate, so they open the first gate, and that's how it starts. And he figured he solves the mystery of the race by driving backwards. That's how he got the first key. Okay, so there yeah. were no gates in the movie. I remember me. the key. Okay. I remember him driving backwards because I was like waiting for that to happen and it never fucking did. And I was like, Yeah, I was waiting. Oh. I was like, Who so drives like, backwards? So, like, it seemed like what had happened was they were like, um, So, the same thing that happened with Rebecca, I think I used this example, was that someone told somebody else about the movie and then someone else told someone else and then that's the person that made the movie. <laughs> Instead of, <laughs> of the person who read the thing. <laughs> so so they wanted it to be more up-to-date references. They wanted it to be less time. And they wanted it to be, I guess, something things that people would be interested in. I don't know that everyone is interested in, or, and not interested in, sorry, interested in watching. I don't know that everyone would be interested in watching Parsifal slide his way all the way through a dungeon to get to the end to play Joust against the guy. I will right. love that, absolutely. But yeah. at the same time, you could have kept something similar. You didn't have to go. Like, that was way off track. We It was. 
You know, it was way off. Track. You could like have adapted the, it better. You just were lazy. Movies, like they definitely probably couldn't just put in there. Like I would not want to watch somebody kind of go through a movie. Well, we didn't see that either. He did bits and pieces of it. That's what a montage is for. Right. <laughs> and there's that. But then he goes back. Like, I don't know. The first one is like you go through the dungeon. You you beat the uh, at joust right and then the second one yes. and then no and that's the how you get the key and then you go through and we talked about that and that's how you do the movie can we talk though real quick i mean why are let's plays uh like those youtubers and twitch streams so popular if people don't like to watch other people play video games i'm just asking a no question so I think that some people wouldn't have mind watching him play Joust is what I'm saying. Oh, I, would I would have loved if the movie I wouldn't have cared to watch him book. play Joust. Um I think that uh I would nah, I wouldn't have mind meh. People watch people <laughs> play the dumbest video it. games on Twitch, man. I just, listen, I watch people play some crazy stuff, okay? Um I Vampire Slayer is a new one that I've been watching people play, okay? I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have watched that. You just run around a little screen and you don't let the bats get you and there's ghouls. There's flowers that are going to kill you. There's some type of frogmen, I don't know. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fun. There's vampire I mean, and it, it's all just like really poor <laughs> just poor graphics, but it's like <laughs> I don't know why I like it. So, it, and it's not that I wouldn't have liked that um, per se, but I think I don't know. I think that it, it's hard for me to have a book go into a movie adaptation when you don't keep a lot of this stuff the same. Yeah, because like, then it's like not an adaptation; it was inspired by. It's just different. That. And I can see that. I then based on with it. It would have been because the third gate was kind of like a, um, it was kind of like, oh, you do an ad lib and you play this video game. And then at the end, you have to know the name of the lady that I liked when we were playing D&D, her D&D name, you know, and Mm -hmm. I kind of get that. But like that, I don't know if I would have enjoyed that as much as like the ending where I think he like talks to Anorak and he plays the game and it, at the ending of the movie is when he does the adventure game and he finds the thing which is at the end of the book right that's how he, he does, does. He well he, d- he finds the very first easter egg ever is in the game on his yeah, adventure yeah. yes yeah because the guy wasn't going to get credit the guy that coded a bunch of the game was like i want to put my name in there so he yeah. did. He like slid it in real sneaky. Yeah. So I can well, I can and, see and it. And he did like, talk to James Halliday at the end after that. He did talk to him. I just I don't know. I wanted it to be a little bit more, just more, more. But I understand James Halliday wasn't, you know, like he wasn't very personable. And I get that they talked about. I him think he was having uh, Asperger's. Uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I think he was on the spectrum, like on the a on the Definitely. ASD spectrum. And. And just, you know, I did want it, like I said, I wanted it to be just a little bit more, but I thought it was cool that he just gave him his stuff and he's like, here you go. This is for you. And yeah. And in the end, Parsifal's like, well, I don't really have a need to get back on right now. Like, yeah, he finally found yeah. like peace in the like real world. Got, yeah. You got some love there, but I get it. Um, I get it. I get the way that they did both like in the movie and in the book. I wish they'd kept it a little more truthful, but I can't say I didn't like The Shining in the movie. I really Shining liked the, the idea that they went back to that. I thought that was Listen, a good reference. I loved that book when we read it in 2020. 2020? 2020. We read it in 2020. Yes. Yep. We read it in Doctor Sleep. You want to okay. go back and reread it? I'm ready. 
probably. I know. Doctor so Sleep's good. a banger. All so right. good. Okay, so I have three questions. Number one, Sarah, I was not trying to be mean when I was talking about why he did it. So I like that it's realistic, but you just because it's realistic doesn't mean you have to like it. So number one, will you forgive me? What do you mean? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, one, that's you're not you didn't even you were not even mean. <laughs> I felt um, mean. I felt mean. <laughs> no, you weren't mean because I totally get it. Like this is we were it, really it's excited. a really good book. We were enthusiastic. And I, I completely understand. Like I definitely see it being really if if I had created an empire with one of my best friends, I would have wanted, like, if I did it right and I enjoyed the way I did it and I thought it was my life's work and I dedicated my time to it, I would want another Sarah to kind of take over. I, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely realistic. Like, I could see me wanting another me to take over. Yes, so, and no, you don't have I to like it. Right. You can still dislike that. Even though it is realistic, you can still, you don't have to like it. So I didn't want you to feel like I was, like, hating on your opinion. No, no, not at all. Because I, I get, like, it was, it was a little back and forth. I think... Just it was because, a discussion. Yeah, and it was so much about Halliday that we learned that uh, I think Parsifal just gave me a lot of information at once. But that's just who he was, Lord you knows. know, like yes. as a narrator. He gave us, he's like, it could be in reference to this, 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 or this. He's like, but. <laughs> he would explain his be. whole. Yeah, yeah, his whole thought process. <laughs> Which I kind of yeah. like, honestly, because I, I. I wouldn't I, have thought of some of the things he thought of. That's Lord definitely no. true because I don't know that guy that well and I don't know the 80s that well either. I was born right. in the 90s. I barely know. So the second era. one has some more <laughs> up-to-date. Ready Player Two has some more up-to-date references. Cool. So that was kind of nice. So maybe we'll have to check out Ready Player Two for some I, for yes. some um, Furbies and Tamagotchis <laughs> and Britney Spears. There's Definitely some up-to-date uh, anime references. There is up-to-date music references. Oh, or maybe they are from the 80s, but a little less obscure. Yeah. Not that Rush mm. is obscure. It's not. But right. Just, you know, yeah. It's anyway. niche. You can say it's niche. Niche. So, with that said, my other two questions, and I'm going to ask them together because they might go together a little bit. I don't know. Okay. What would your avatar look like, and what world would you want coded? Oh. I like this question. You go first while we think, because you obviously have an answer on deck. I don't know that I 100% do. I think I would definitely be a boy. I think it would be so fun. Run around, wear my men's fashion, and not have to deal with my boobies. I don't want to be a boy. I am not transgendered. But I do want to present more masculine. And, man, I love my titties, but they are in the way. So, <laughs> That's fair. That's I'm sitting here, like, pulling mine up and putting them on the desk <laughs> because I don't have, like, a bra. And I've been doing it this whole time. And I keep poking them. And I'm like, buddy. Buddy. Just, yeah, I agree. They're do I way. delete this conversation and keep it in? Yeah, keep oh, it. You just keep it. Keep okay. It. I just wanted to make sure that we were all aware. Yeah, I feel not like, okay, real random off topic. So like my boobs are, they're like, you know, kind of, kind of bigger, um, but mm-hmm. they're like kind of swollen tender. And it turns out that I have like four times the amount of estrogen in my body than you're supposed to have. Oh. Yeah. Oh. PCOS guys found out that I officially have it pretty sure so, oh well, shit I'm, sorry sarah sorry yeah no i mean the estrogen like you know you get your thing back and it's like oh for normal for women is like between this and 136 you know whatever and if you're like ovulating it's supposed to be between this and mine was a thousand like 200 and something Oy, they. Yeah, yeah that's a way I'm up like, there homie hey guys i'm like what does that mean and i'm like 
And she's like, oh, it can give you all these symptoms. I'm like, all the symptoms I've had. I'm like, oh, gee. I'm like, every one of them, whatever. I'm like, cool. It's so she was like, ooh, your estrogen is not the best estrogen. <laughs> she hasn't gone over my results yet. She's like, Sarah, I think uh, they just haven't diagnosed you with PCOS, but um, you have PCOS. And I'm like, yeah. buddy, that's what I've been saying for 10 years. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, it, it could be all the cysts on my ovaries that make me think that, but I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, that sucks. you can cut that if you need to. But <laughs> I, I don't care. It's easier for me to not cut stuff, honestly. But so, you said yours would be more masculine. Yeah. So I think I would have a dude. And I would even tell people, yeah, I'm a chick in real life, but this is this is the look I'm going for. So we're gonna we're gonna go kinda with kind of like kind of like an H thing, which I totally felt. Right. It felt like just such a good personality mm-hmm. for her, you know? Yes. I really enjoyed um, that. I also would H is I, probably my favorite character, by the way. But go ahead. H is a banger. Yes, I love H. She's fabulous. Um I think that I would want a Dungeons and Dragons world. Like my homebrew content or even our other dungeon master, uh, David, his homebrew content to where I could jump right into the character that I have created. Like we're doing a vampire campaign right now. And I love my I love him, love him, love him. And so if I campaign is the bomb. Yeah. If I could be Dirk Levington Bloodborne in real life, not real life, obviously it's not real life, but if I could role play that as accurately as possible that would be a banger i feel like there are different worlds i would want for different reasons right sure i mean like harry potter obviously like obviously what a, going to hogwarts would a literal lifetime dream like, right. like absolutely be, yeah. so. i honestly was like i i think that i would super love having um the the fae fever series or the fever series if I can't die and I can go hang out and like kick fairy ass, absolutely, I'd want that. Can right, I? Yeah. right. And be okay. a sheezier and like be a sheezier. Exactly, that would be cool. I would yeah. do that. Um, but my avatar, I, I think I would want to be like a warrior princess elf situation. Okay, that's so interesting. <laughs> I could definitely get down with some elf situation. That's pretty cool. I would just yeah. even if I was completely and like, I have like whatever skin, some, I want that. Yeah, I want some like. Maybe a lightly different colored skin, a little boop, little the pointy ears. Yeah, yeah, actually, don't change my skin color. I'll be a pointy eared man. That's all I need. <laughs> there you go. I really like if I had to go. Hmm. Or I could be a thundercat. I like, oh, thundercat. I. Well, that's okay. So I really like the idea of the character I just made for. D&D, which I found like a thing online. Or like Belladonna, which I don't know. Gilly, you don't know about Belladonna, but she's fucking crazy. She's and I really place. enjoy that about her. Um, so I think for me, like if I had... Hold on, let me show you. Who is Belladonna? Give me more info. Give me deets. That is her uh, Pathfinder um, She's a witch. player character. Of yeah. course and, she is, Sarah. Yeah, she's an She modeled witch. after Stevie Nicks by chance. I mean very similar. I know how much I'm you like love Stevie. Very crazy. She's <laughs> very way. crazy. And uh, I mean, she's very um, sexual. Um, she mm. does things very spur of the moment. She doesn't think them through. She just mm. does them. Crazy and to the point that our DM is like, is this your character or are you just insane? 
literally. And I'm like, no. What did he say? Do you mean to sound this crazy? (laughs) That's how he said it. But I kind of like the way that, like, um, my character here looks. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, Oh, your vampire tiefling. Yes. Yes, my vampire tiefling. Only I might not have, like, all the horns, but I really like the idea of being, like, a... uh, Maybe I need a vampire witch. Vampire witch. ¿Por qué no los dos? Mm. See. Why not both? Why not both? Why not both? (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I just said you're welcome. I'm pretty sure. You did. Yeah, you did. That is it. That is it. You're welcome. Why not both? You're welcome. I, the um, world. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Or no, real quick. I'm so sorry. Uh, can no, we also right. have an Alice in Wonderland world? Can we do that? Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool, right? You know. Yeah. There's you so many flowers? worlds that could be built. Oh man, I would definitely go and like go to like a really trippy world. You know, like that, like Alice in Wonderland. You're gonna mm-hmm. go. Um, you could go me. to the Hunter Digger Wood. Oh my oh. God! Listen, if I can go to the hundred, that would just be really sweet. I'll go there and cry just every day. I'll just uh, hang out with Winnie the Pooh. Just every day, and they'll be like, "Please leave, ma'am." And I'm like, no, like, no, I'm not going to do that. This is Thank me. you, though. Where's my pot of honey? Damn it! They have Winnie the Pooh shaped chicken nuggets, and they are really good. And that sounds really hey, sweet. Listen, it's like the Dino Nuggets. I can't imagine bangers. <laughs> yeah. My friend, my cousin came to visit. She loves Winnie the Pooh, similar to Sarah. And she was like, we got to grab these. I want them. And I was like, let's eat. <laughs> we can eat them. And then I okay. made them and they had three different shapes. And she goes, you gave me a bunch of peas and a honey pot. I want a Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Give her like, God, okay. a Winnie the Pooh chicken nugget. <laughs> you got it. You got to have the set. You got to have the set, man. Oh, man. I was, I was I'm going to do like a... I'm really into um, anime and like One Piece right now. Yeah. And like, I really enjoy that world building because they have so many different islands, like, and they're all different things. Like, you know, you can go to an island and it'd be like where everything's really tall or you go to an island and everything's snowy or you go so to it's an versatile. all, yeah, all desert. And I really like that. And the ocean, um, obviously like you could be a pirate and like you get to do really and everybody do Atlantis. Like devil fruit powers oh that would be fun what is it atlantis yeah mm-hmm. yeah like the disney atlantis yeah. right yeah absolutely oh my gosh that was cool or hi what's up the disney atlantis oh or like a john wick world where you just get to go around and just murder people with john wick so like the perch <laughs> The Purge. Oh, purge oh my god. Imagine you if you have a Purge planet where it's like PvP and you gotta get it. Oh my god. It's done, guys. Mm-hmm. We can do really sweet survive. things and we gotta get in hardcore stuff, you know? Yeah. Man, that's it. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. I think, okay, I think it. that'd be so fun. I want a chainmail oh, corset, I've decided. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I really do. And I enjoy, uh, you know... Like we talked about, like you can make different avatars, like you can make it look however you want it to be. And I'll, I'll, you know, like Heather, you wanted to be a guy. And then we talked about being like, you know, witches and warriors and stuff. Elves. And uh, elves. And yeah, like it's so cool. Yeah, I know. And that's what exactly what I was about to say. My husband's avatar would be a female because all he does is play female characters. And for me, it's like, 
it just depends. Like in my head, my characters are always like gender neutral. Like I don't really think about them that much until mm-hmm. gender neutral. Point. So they're not yeah. redheaded. That's right. They're not ginger. <laughs> they're, ginger. they're ginger neutral. Okay. <laughs> Please. Those are ridiculous. So, and it, yeah, man, I want that. But at the same time, like, I don't want us to become like Wally, like the fat people in the chairs and, you know, uh, like, I mean, listen. So balance. balance. Moderation. You gotta have balance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's all we can do because we can't make people like, you know, exercise no, or have life. Will. And like we talked about right now, people are already obsessed with things. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just watch movies all day if somebody came and sat with me. I mean, nobody even has to sit with me. I, I could just watch movies all day. I, I could read it. fan fiction on the couch all day and I have done so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just do fun Sometimes things. Sometimes it is what it is. Yeah. With it is. Things. It is. We and do need to give cool. ourselves permission to not do things and not be productive. But yeah. I think also we also have to have a little bit more self Maybe not we. Me personally. Let me not generalize this. I need to have a little bit more self-discipline to get shit done. You know? So. Nah, I said I was going to cling to that. I did not. Mm. So. That's I was okay. Gonna make I'll dinner. get it done. I might still do that. <laughs> I was going to make right. steak and stout pie. That takes a minute. Because I even forget to feed myself. Tasty. I'm like a bad adult. Okay. I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I'm like, what did I have for breakfast this morning? A muffin. <laughs> what did I have for dinner? Queso. <laughs> oh, queso <laughs> and a muffin. Delicious. Oh, queso and a muffin. So good. Good time breakfast. Okay. I had gas. Okay. I had gas because I'm like a little kid. All right. <laughs> like, it was awful. I so, woke up in the morning. I mentioned my Sick. cousin came and stayed the night. We She f- makes smoothies and then we'll freeze them in the freezer. And then no, you can I'll take them good. out. You take them to work and you leave it out. And you just let it melt. And by the time it's lunchtime, you have a smoothie that's still. Oh, like, that's nice. Like, yeah. I've, yeah. I've done that a couple of days in a row now. It was. It's like shit. You make a big batch because it's easier to do it that way. And then. <laughs> Don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you, <laughs> is Adam rubbing your back? <laughs> yeah. It feels so cool. That's a good billy. It's a good billy. All right, so we're, at, we're, we're at an hour and 18, so. Yeah, um, yeah right. You, you guys want to do, yeah. Oh, Let's Eddie, see. Final oh, thoughts, final thoughts. Final thoughts, rating, and then casting. Yes. Um, final thoughts, definitely would read it. Definitely recommend reading it. Um, I would give it, you know, like a seven and a half. And I think that uh, maybe even an eight. I'm like kind of kind of in between there, but I would definitely read it again. I, I'm interested in the sequel. Mm-hmm. That tells you anything. Very interested. Mm-hmm. Same. I I would I don't necessarily would know if I would reread it per se because I'm not really I don't really reread books that I didn't get totally and completely obsessed with. Um, I think if it was one of these situations where I was in another book club and I would read it, I would still love it. Uh, so I did like it quite a bit, though. I do recommend that people read it because I have already done so on the Snapchat. And it might be one of those books that I revisit where I'm just like, oh, it's been a couple years. I haven't read this in a minute. Let me do a little listen. Um, I probably would do it at like a like a six or a seven, probably, because it was it was very, very good. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it's definitely something that I wouldn't I would mind wouldn't mind revisiting as far as like going into the sequel or maybe rewatching the movie, because apparently I have a really shitty idea of what the movie is and I haven't seen it in years. So who knows? 
Yeah, the author clearly, just real quick, sorry, Heather, clearly okay. put a lot of thought into this, mm-hmm. like with the references and everything. So Yeah, him did a good I job. I feel like 10 out of 10 for that. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. a lot of good research, which maybe he's just parsable in Probably, life. or he's like, here's James Halliday, right? Yeah. This is his Easter egg. Like, Oh, wait, did I tell you guys, did we talk about his, I, that he released a uh, his own Easter egg when the books came out? No. Yeah, and there was like some contests where people could read the books, and if they decoded his Easter egg, then they got a DeLorean. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that I was in 2012, and the book was in 2010. So. Nabbit, what we were just we doing in high school? We were Whatever. in high school, like stupid idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is a lot like um that move that that book, The Secret. Do you guys know about that? Mm-mm. Not the one that's like the secret it, but of life, but the the treasure hunting one that they have like there's like ten or six or ten yes, different and the guy pictures. The, the and, treasures, yeah, he buried the the gems and or whatever, the, and they like they have found poem, them. And then he has the um the like pictures a picture. with the illustrator, and they all have like different. I think one of them they think they was did like find. destroyed when yeah. um they like did like a renovation of like a mm-hmm. a baseball field. They think another one might have been I think it might have been found. They have There's found one. There's been or like one at least one, one has two. been found. Yeah. yeah. And then I think they 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 were digging something and found something else. But he died though, so like nobody really knows. His estate is still present so that if people do find it then they can but yeah. yeah. There was also another one, not to make this longer than it is, but um, there was another one where a guy had buried treasure. Um, He said it was like his own personal treasure and people had went to go find it and people had died like trying to find it. And finally somebody did. And it was like, you know, in this forested area, like Like $15 and a pack of gum. (laughs) (laughs) That's what geocaching is, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, and and apparently he found it and there was actually, because a lot of people were like, hey, if this isn't real and he dies before anyone finds it, like, that's just going to be like a shitty move. You know, like if people Uh, hunting for not real. Or is it the treasure? I think it's the secret. There's the secret, yeah. There's the secret, and then, yeah. There's there's a lot of things going on. I think we can find it all. Let's go find it all, guys. Negatory ghostwriter. That I don't even remember you when that book was read. Treasure hunter. I would love to be. That's why I want. I I already don't have energy to dedicate to my own shit. I can't imagine trying to dedicate my time to somebody else. Yeah, you I know. just want treasure. I just want to go and dig up some bones. I don't care. They don't even have to be treasure. It could be like, oh, you should go geocaching. Yeah, I've, I went the last time I went geocaching. I ended up with a bunch of ticks all over my body and had to go home Aww. naked to ask my mom to take them off. Of me. <laughs> so, so you make sure you wear some bug spray with D in it. It was really Jesus fun. Christ! Does I swear it to sound God, it fun? I was taking. I trust it, I mean, that it did. I mean, they all came off that night. I mean, I never. It was. It was a bad. It was funny. It was very funny. Um, looking back on it now, I was horrified then. But I just go in naked and I just take off my clothes. I'm like, Mom. <laughs> how, how old are you? Oh, I was in my twenties. I was in my twenties. We learned about geocaching oh, in high school, at least. <laughs> we did, oh. and so from that. Oh, it was from. Oh, what's and that book? and the last like time the I North? went, the very very last time I went. Um, we thought we were getting chased by a bear, so we ran. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was really a bear. Who knows what it was, but we ran. My guess away. is Ricochet. It was Ricochet. Ricochet. 
<laughs> it's so called funny. Ricochet. Ricochet. What was that book, though? Like, that's where I learned about geocaching from, was from that book. And she had another one of those marks on her face, the way that Artemis did. It's called, like, the mm. North Point. I don't know. I'll look it up. Do you guys want to go to casting? Absolutely. Well, Heather, what do you think? You oh, yeah. Do your... Yeah. Oh, so this is probably my 9.5 or 9.75. Love it. I've already reread it several times. I've read the sequel several times. I've read it in book form. I've oh, listened to it in audiobook. Too? Oh, yeah. A long time ago. A couple times. Was it good, too? Was it? Yes. Did you like it? Okay. Yeah, I like it. It's not as good as the first, in my opinion. That's what um, I've been told, which is what kind of deterred me from listening to it. Yeah, it's good, but eh, I the first one is still like my favorite. Um, and I will say I damn near devoted my life to it, but it led me to Dungeons and Dragons, which I have actually devoted my life to. So I can't give it a 10 because it is not Dungeons and Dragons itself, but it is <laughs> way up there. Yeah. D and D man. I enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would. And I think you do a really good job as a DM. I would oh. like to say that. Thank you. I'm total trash, but I appreciate you lying to me. <laughs> no, you are Hey, great. don't talk about my friend like that. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't think, oh man, David is a, God, he's good. No, I love David. He's great. He just, he thinks so far ahead and he knows how the game works. Oh, he's so good. So someday I strive to be David. Strive to be David. David, I hope you're I listening. Like same. <laughs> Jacqueline's like, you're going to leave me for David. I'm like, no, but I do love him. <laughs> oh, so God. I'm going to have to figure it out. Okay. Casting. Are you guys ready for casting? Casting, casting. Right, right. Let's do some casting. Of course. My really shitty British accent. Let's do it. You. So can I start real quick? Absolutely. Please. The one person that I could not get out of my head the entire time I was reading this book was who I thought was James Halliday. Okay. And James Halliday to me is Dana Carvey. So young James Halliday <laughs> is Dana Carvey in Wayne's World. Okay. And then older da da James Halliday is Dana Carvey. So that is him. Okay. That is James Halliday. And that's okay. it. Wayne's World. Cool. Excellent. Love I love it. Dana Carvey. Oh, that person from the turtle yeah, movie. What's it called? Like the Master of Disguise. Yes, but I didn't know that was that person's name. Yeah, Dana Carvey. <laughs> so, all right, Heather, who's one. your James Halliday? Uh, so I want to go ahead and tell you the theme of my characters. They are all um video game characters. Oh, fun. So, <laughs> James Halliday, I wanted to choose something that was kind of confusing and you didn't really understand it, but you want to understand it's Mario, it. isn't it? Um, it's actually the whole last game of Minesweeper. <laughs> Just the whole game. You're like, I love this. I want to understand this, but I don't get it. Oh. <laughs> well, if you ever want to know, I, for the most part, know. I've learned in my older years. Joseph explained yeah, it to some me. Some of oh, it. Just Joseph. A, I once won Minesweeper in six seconds by just clicking random buttons. And, <laughs> you know, it, I don't know. That just feels right. Like, James Halliday, sometimes you just fall into it, and sometimes you've really got to understand what you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so That's so funny. When I did, when I was listening to it, I kept thinking about the bookkeeper, the bookstore owner, or whatever, from Beauty and the Beast, the animated version. But that's mm -hmm. not what I went with. Uh, even though I was like glasses, hair, 
nerdy. Let's do it. Honestly, I've, I, I modeled him off of his avatar, not necessarily him as a person. Yes. So I've got Richard Harris, who played Dang. Dumbledore in the first two movies. But it's not like, I don't want Dumbledore energy. I want the Count of Monte Cristo energy. Because mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. in that movie, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I love it. I love Richard Absolutely. Harris. Absolutely. He's fabulous and dead, unfortunately. Oh, oh, he is. Oh. Yeah, that's why he didn't finish the Harry Potter movies. He died of like Hodgkins, I think. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah. Um, I chose for Parsifal Nicholas Holt. Um, you guys probably know him from like X Men. Yes, he was the little boy in that movie that I really enjoyed. Sure. With, uh, oh, with I know exactly. Guy, you know? Okay. Yeah, he's like this little fella. Yeah, he's he's in, in the great. Yeah, he's, in the drive. he's the beast in warm yes. bodies. Yeah, and he's warm like... bodies. Yeah, so I figured like I didn't choose the actual because I don't know. Like I don't. Real the guy who played in the movie, I'm sure did a great job, but obviously he's not who you picture in your mind when you have like Parcival in your head, right? Yeah, I was thinking like regular sort of boy next door average looks. Yeah, like more, and I could see like I mean Nicholas. Oh boy, is a little attractive, but yes. Yeah, so that was mine. Heather, who's your video game option? Um, main character. It's got to be my main man, Link. I knew it was gonna be Link. Knew it. He's he's not like one guy. Yes, you freaking love Link. I love. He's great. Great. Yeah, he's a perfect baby angel. I love him so much. So. (laughs) Oh God, I can't wait to see your Artemis. And he solves lots of puzzles. There's lots of puzzle solving in in the Legend of Zelda series. He does. You were thinking ahead. Yes. Yeah. That's really smart. I was Um, looking at cuteness. I think <laughs> Justin Long from Crossroads. Oh, oh Crossroads! <laughs> what a Crossroads. reference! I have to like specific That's a reference pictures in my head of what you're coming from. I want that energy because he's yes. kind of awkward but kind of nerdy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. That's yeah. really good. He was adorable. Um, for. Artemis, I chose either Anya Taylor Joy or Banger. Olivia Cook, who played in the movie Artemis, and I thought she actually did a really good she job. She did a and good I enjoy job. her in Bates Motel, so oh, I thought Bates she did good. Um, but apparently, they both like have done a movie together, and there's a picture of both of them, and I was like, uh, yeah. So I took both of them, <laughs> and I'm like, either one, just yeah, make some match. Whichever one you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one could be the actual Artemis, and one can be her avatar. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so my Artemis is naturally Samus, kick-ass gal doing kick-ass things. She is kick-ass, okay? <laughs> I love it. Okay, I like that, you know? I'm, you know, I was, I was like, maybe you'll go with Zelda with the Link, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm glad. Okay, Samus, I like it. I know, yeah. space Artemis suit. is her own. Yep. Get your stuff. Gonna get in there. Okay, mm-hmm, like it. Mm-hmm. Fun. I went with Jennifer Goodwin mostly because I like the way her energy with Justin Long in um, he's just not that into you. But like when she's I've younger. I've never watched that movie. Yes. And it's interesting. It's got a it's lot of hot people minute. in it. It's yeah, got it's Scar Joe, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Goodwin, Justin Long, uh, old girl Taylor from Swift, Labyrinth. Taylor Lautner. Nope, that's that's Valentine's Day. That's Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, damn. Yeah, but that's okay. That was really oh, close. Maybe though. I haven't watched He's Just Not That Into Bradley You. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's in it. 
What is that girl's name? The girl, the young chickadee from Jessica something. Oh, fuck a duck. Jessica Simpson? No, from Labyrinth. She plays. That's Alba. So beautiful. Huh? Jessica Alba. No. Maybe her name's not Jessica. Her name's Sarah in Labyrinth when she's a little baby. Oh, I had a guy, uh, one of my patients, Courage? who's like, "Did you know that Sarah means princess?" Oh. And I'm like, "Yes, no, that's because I'm the wrong queen person. every day." Okay, and I just wanted to let you guys know that. Thanks for not listening to me, guys. Oh God, one more time, friend. Say? I'm so yeah. sorry. No, I it's fine, guys. Don't worry I just can't spell. The readers heard me. God. Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Damn it. Her name's Jennifer What's Connelly. Name? Jennifer Connelly. It's not even Jessica. Ah, oh, Jennifer. Wow, Coolidge. that's why we didn't know it. There you go. Anyway, she's that's in it, it too. Cool. Nice. But that's that was my totally torp. What did you say, Sarah? Because no, we're all I don't remember. I'm invested. Oh. Okay, well okay. I, when I edit the podcast, I'll let you know, Heather. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's something about something. Um, so I'm gonna go with H, um, which I chose as uh Gabori Sidibi. She plays Queenie on American Horror Story. Oh. I can't say her name. Bitch, I liked her chucks and I thought she was cute in her dress and I thought she'd make a good one. Good so job. H. Yeah, no, I like that. So. Um, so my H is uh, for my Final Fantasy fans out there, uh, Barrett from Final Fantasy 7. He's this big old black man that has, he has this like machine gun and he cusses a bunch and he just Tear stuff up. Seven is the one with Cloud, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe uh, Cloud would be my Parsifal if I had to choose. Ooh, like, that would be cool. That would Get make that sense. Sword. Yeah. yeah. He's got a big Go sword, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Literally, it's the Buster Blade. It is huge. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked, okay, <clears throat> Chenenye Ezeodu. Who is from Sex Education? Her name is Viv. Oh, yeah, yeah. I literally looked up how to say her name because I was like, I don't want to butcher it. Oh, I butchered my name, so I just call her. So you didn't. You just didn't say it. I think that's fair. You said, (laughs) and then I messed up her name. That was that's it. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. If I forget something. Oh, I like her. She looks like a good choice. Thank you. I feel like I liked her. Which I also like the one in the movie too, like Mm -hmm. the actor actress in the movie. I think they did a good job with that too. I don't remember the movie. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Um. So next, I guess I will go with uh, Ogden. Um. So with Ogden, I chose Gandalf. And it has to be Gandalf. It can so. be in the California. <laughs> I mean, he's great. It can be him. But I particularly like Gandalf. And I know I'm thinking of his avatar a little bit. But then I thought, the great I, power know, I just feel yeah. like it's all the same. So it's just Gandalf. I'm That's just it. Gandalf. So it's Ogden. Fun. He seems like an asshole. And I could see Gandalf being like, come back to here and... Come to Rivendell. Come <laughs> to Rivendell. So you're keeping it in, in the... Theme of Hang out with Middle Earth. Names. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so my Og, sidekick of all time, here to help, Yoshi. <laughs> I love it so much because it's so true. That's so good. <laughs> Wait. You, <laughs> you, you, just, uh, James Halliday's Minesweeper, the entire game. <laughs> okay. Yes. 
And then Octimora was Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> them to get <laughs> Listen, there are no rules. There are no rules. I, I am a rule. Like a, a little picture of Mom Sweeper on top of Yoshi. Things <laughs> <laughs> like Mind oh, God. Oh. I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay, I like it. Okay. Thank you. I picked Jeff Perry, who he's in a lot of Shondaland stuff. So he's Meredith's dad in, in uh, Grey's Anatomy, but he's not great there. But he's also, I don't know, I like the look of him. I oh, think he yeah. has range. We just don't, mm-hmm. he doesn't really do a lot of range stuff. But he's also in Scandal. I loved him in Scandal. He did a good job. Okay. So I think he that. He's nice, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do uh, Kira next. I didn't um, cast her, so. Oh, well, I casted Kira as Jennifer Garner. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I will yeah. pull a Sarah and I will adopt Take that. that. That's a good one. Take that. That's a good one. And did you do it, Heather? Did you do a Kira? Um, I didn't do a Kira, so let me try to think of something. That's okay. Uh, right off the top of my head. Um, this is oh, this is a Final Fantasy VII spoiler, so cover your ears. Uh, but oh, let's go no. with Eris because she's also dead. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Is it Eris or Eris? Listen, I'm Adam, I was playing that part. When I got to that part, Adam's like, Sarah, it's okay. And I'm like, Aerith. what do you mean? It's My okay. Bad. And then it happens, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, oh, girl, just this. <laughs> Oh, like, Sephiroth. Um, Sephiroth, I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, so, well, I guess we can go with um, my Agent Smith, which is Sorrento, oh. which I told you got has to be Agent Smith, which it can yeah. be, you know, obviously yeah, the actors. He, yeah, Hugo Weaving's a good job. He's a good yeah. pick. So, he Smith, has range too. He's also, he he's Elrond. Yeah, from he is. Also, he Lord is. of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. And, See. oh, what's that? He's also the V for Vendetta guy. He's V. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was a V. I don't think yeah. I knew that either. But it's the really voice. I was together. like, that yeah. voice is really nice. I got to find out who's attached to that. It's Hugo Weaving. Agent Smith. I think. If I'm wrong. Um, Heather. Um, yes. Nolan Sorrento is from the uh, Resident Evil games. Albert Wesker. Because he's a dingbat. And he actually in the later he's games. He's a dingbat. Looks like that guy. Let me send you guys that picture. Fun. If you guys see anything uh, flickering, it's just the light in here. We could fix it, but I feel like it just gives me more of a demonic presence. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm here for it. See, if you act like the demon, then the demons won't come, right? Exactly. I'm an adult now, and that's what I tell myself all the time. Like, they should come get me. Like, I welcome them. Take me. (laughs) Come at me, bro. Okay. I played with a the Ouija board like, once. You can't catch me. I'm just kidding. I'm That's just kidding. right. I'm not speaking that into a manifestation. <clears throat> so, what'd you do? Heather, did you send it to us? Albert Wesker. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I sent she the did. pictures. You don't have to look at it right now. It just looks kind of like Agent Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I just not unlike it. I like it. It's, I like it. Yeah. Very nice. So I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've casted uh, Patrick, Jason Patrick before. Because he just reminds me of a, he's from the Losers. I want the I want Max, crazy ass Max, from the Losers. But he's played by Jason Patrick. Um, he's also in the Lost Boys. Yeah, 
kill your brother. You'll feel better. He's the brother. Yeah, kill your brother. Yes. The Lost Boys. So good. Yeah. So good. But oh, man. That's, uh, I, I, I think, I, I feel like I have casted him before just for like evil CEO vibes. And I know, and I don't mean to interrupt, I know you casted Dido. I meant, I meant the other one. I would, I honestly straight up, when I listened to this book was a while ago, so I was like, I don't remember who's who. I remember these names, and I looked at the casting, and Dido came up first. So, Shoto, uh, I casted Shoto, I guess. Well, I felt really bad because I didn't want to just, I guess, pick just any Japanese actor or actress, and I didn't really know any particularly. Oh. Yeah, which is is okay. Um, because I I, I watch Chinese and Korean dramas. Okay, I know I'm sorry. Korean <laughs> films. So a part of me was about to pick like my favorite Korean people, and then I'm like, Sarah, you, I don't. You can't do that. They're not interchangeable. Like, okay, you cannot do that. But I really enjoy like. There's a lot of Korean actors and actresses that I like, and I'm like, they have really good range. But then I realized Korean. And Japan don't come from it. Well, this person played in. Way. I didn't. I don't know her, but I know she plays in in Marvel in in a Marvel TV show on Hulu. And I was like, anybody who does Marvel, in my head, probably knows what they're doing because they yeah. wouldn't cast you. Right. So, oh girl is Lyrica Okano. That's her name. And um, I made Shoto a girl, and I'm not sad about. Oh, it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's from. I think that's from the Marvel TV show. The picture I picked. But I was like, that would be a great avatar for her. Nice, cute. Mm-hmm. I worked with what I had. I'm into it. Okay, Sarah, yeah, I like did you it. pick a person? Did you die? Did you do Daito? No, or Shoto? I didn't. Who did you choose? Uh, so I did Daito and Shoto. Nice. Uh, Daito as Mario, Shoto as Luigi. Absolutely correct. Yes, I okay. like it. I would have chosen like the red Power Ranger and the yellow Power Ranger. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that's what I was going to mention earlier is that I really would like to be a Power Ranger. Oh, oh that would be cool. That would be cool. Not in Morphin Power Ranger. Kimberly, the pink one, was my girl. Yeah. Okay? She was my girl. Was she Tell the me that again. only girl? No, the no. yellow was Yellow was, a yellow was, yeah. a, was an Asian gal. Mm-hmm. So you have pink, that's, you have yellow. That's kind of fucked red. up, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, they were all like. It was all fucked oh. up. <laughs> Every time they introduce a color and then they talk about the person. Because the Black Power Ranger was African-American. As oh, I Jesus Christ. And so I remember someone made the joke. They're like, so was Tommy the Green Power Ranger Irish? Or like what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I really enjoyed the Power Ranger movie that came out, too. A lot of people didn't like that. Oh, I, I haven't seen it. I loved it. Oh, it's I so good. Watched it. I should have watched it. You should watch it. So good. Did we anybody else get casted that we didn't talk about? No, that was I just it? didn't because I feel like the aunt's dad didn't like her. I would have casted yeah. her as like a pile of rubbish anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like the cast. Yeah. I was like, if you had couple. more than a couple scenes and you had a name, I was trying to give you screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I think mainly, you know, we we did. I rock. I didn't cast him, but I kind of wish he's a douche. He, he doesn't deserve bit. it. I know. But I wanted like to have some like come out like something funny but terrible happen to him in the book to kind of bring him back into the you know yeah. like for the things he did like kind of giving away the identity. He didn't. I I sorry. He did right. Him do him do an apology. No, him have. him. I don't yeah. remember. I don't recall. 
Okay, I just kidding. I made it up in but my I head. Like the IROC they chose in the movie just because he's a really funny guy and I like his stuff. So. And he's a completely different character in the movie. I he's not like a high school kid that's hanging out with him. He's like works for Nolan Sorrento and he's like an adult. Oh, that's so cool. So it's kind of a cool. Yeah, they took a that, It was like a cool twist versus. Just being so like he was a sixer cool. of sorts. Not exactly. I think he was not. He wasn't working under IOI. He was working for Nolan Sorrento, like and almost as a mercenary. To kind of end this off a little bit, but like, because um, it's something I forgot to mention earlier. I kind of thought that somewhere in the book, there would be like somebody who does like a traitor moment and they give in to Sorrento and they're like, yeah, I need money. Like, yeah, I need this. Like, well, I'll they gave us, you. I think that Wade sort of did that of a sorts. It's like yeah, a, he, like a, he did a, hi, yeah, like sure. Almost, like maybe, just kidding. yeah. Absolutely like, fucking not. not. Really. So I was afraid that like, you know, like one of them, like, um, obviously, like I said, I watched the movie beforehand, but had like Shoto or someone been like a secret spy who got in there, like that would have been really interesting. Oh, yeah. but sad. Like I love That's Shoto's a long game though. They were That really would have focused. been a very, and I think that would have been like a cool like betrayal though. Yeah, like you find out, like. Oh. Like, uh, Artemis, the girl you love, has been working for Sorrento. Sorrento's daughter. I don't know. Something cool like that. How cool would that be? That yeah. would be cool. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You know, That'd be neat. And I mean, yeah. obviously, I'll, I like a twist. Out, Absolutely. Yeah. I like twisty things. So that's fun. But it was good. Well, that's right. our podcast. Yeah, I think that's it, team. Oh, yeah. Let's you know, do it. Yeah, a- you want to sign us off? <laughs> yeah, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> All right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram and Twitter for upcoming reads and the casting list. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners at y'all, our co-host Heather for writing our theme song and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this this episode, this podcast and the episode, all the things, and that you'll join us next time when we turn the page. Bye. 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 (laughs)